This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review the first two episodes of Marvel's latest Disney Plus show, Hawkeye, plus Tom Holland sticking around as MCU Spider-Man, Jurassic World Dominion has furry dinos, new clues about the plot of the Batman movie, Kathleen Kennedy extends her contract at Lucasfilm, and a whole bunch more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, November 29th, 2021. Now listen here, bitches. You say you're looking for a podcast about comic books and TV and movies, but you don't know where to go? Well, stop whining and tune into the Jock and Nerd Podcast. These are the only guys you'll ever need. They're jockey, they're nerdy, and they're bitches like you. So keep it on the Jock and Nerd Podcast. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. Yeah, what's up, listener? How's it hanging? Welcome to the <laughs> Jock and Nerd Podcast. How's it hanging? To the left, to the right? Uh, oh, I, didn't, I thought you were going with the Spidey pun. Oh, I didn't even think about that. This is the show where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And joining we'll us you next time. Oh, is shit. no, don't end the show. Oh, uh, joining us is Damn the it. guy that used to have to walk pizza dog it's rug boy hi rugs how's it going yeah well it's easy to walk pizza dog when pizza rat is in front of pizza dog yes he does all the work for me the pizza rat will just lead the whole uh route there it's do you great. know about the the pizza rat anthony the new york pizza rat no I, I, the first thing i thought of was splinter well that's almost all you need is four mutated turtles and you pretty much got there was a video that was viral about a, a rat that just took a whole slice of pizza and like ran with it. It was people just filming it with their phones. Yeah, there's a famous <laughs> rat is just booking it with a whole New York <laughs> slice of pizza and it's like a huge yeah. slice of pizza. Immediately Ninja Turtle references abound. And he sounded you know. like Pat Oswalt. It was very weird. <laughs> Fucking rat. Dude, New York is amazing because it does have pizza rat and pizza dog. Yeah, We're, pizza rat, pizza dog. Where else are you going to find that? Well, that's pizza what happens possum. When, when you freaking still put all your garbage on the front, like, in front of the street. <laughs> it's got to go somewhere. There's no it's, alleys. It, it's so insane. Like, uh, it's really bad in New York right now, <laughs> by the way. It's, it's like a fucking war zone. Jesus. Um, <laughs> because, you know... Who, the guy who's running New York, first of all, like is terrible. And Blasio, yeah, I, I can't. The Blasio. I feel like there, there hasn't he been blows. a quicker, like heel turn than this guy. Yeah, yeah. He Everyone just, now just not universally hates him, even like, if you're on the left. Anybody who lives in New York and like has to work in New York and like doesn't have like a like a you know a comfy job where they have like limousine service and shit that actually has to get out there into the city into the subways and stuff is like this fucking a hellhole now <laughs> fucking so dirty and gross and not only that but like there's so many rules and regulations that people are just fed up they're everybody's angry things are open now but it's still like not a hundred percent back so anyhow i don't know what the fuck i was saying but it's a fucking <laughs> hellhole and <laughs> Hang in there, New York listeners. So you'll see there's more rats. I was trying to get to there's more fucking rats and 
fucking shit you than you've ever seen before there. There's you, more rats than people, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, in New York. there is that documentary on Netflix that the guy that did Supersize Me, I think, did, where it was they're talking about all the rats in New York, how there's Super definitely rats. more rats than there are in yeah. people in New York. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The rats it's just gotten worse. I welcome our rat overlords. I will bow down to you once you take over. If All right. they learn karate. <laughs> yes. I will train under them and become a ninja. Yeah, I will I will take them. I will go to their class easily. All right, pizza dog and pizza rat. Let's get to this week's news, you bastards. The Jock and Ned Podcast. So, you guys, I'm going to admit something. Even I, after last week's session talking about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, was getting a little burnt out about talking about Spider-Man No Way Home and waiting. I think I fell asleep during that. Yeah, you may have yawned, and yes, and look, I get it. There's the shit has been it's everywhere now. There's TV spots. There's and I this week I had planned completely not to talk about any Spider-Man related news, just to give everybody a break. But I also knew tickets were going on sale today, Monday, November 29th, and that some shit would go down, and some shit did go down. So we have two two topics here, one being the crazy ticket sales once tickets started going on sale, <laughs> and the second being Amy Pascal's comments in this Fandango article that accompanied uh, tickets going on sale. She Ooh. said some crazy things. Where do we want to start? Let's start with the tickets. Have you guys bought your tickets yet? I think it's imperative, everyone. Yeah. I bought my ticket. Yeah. You did. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Anthony? I had my friend that I go with buy the tickets. So yeah, we we have we couldn't get the theater though that we normally go to if we're at a, at a decent time. Nor we wanted to go that Thursday. Yep, yep. So we but we couldn't get anything at a decent time or a decent spot. So we're going yeah. out to the burbs to catch this one. I have never seen pre-sale action like this in a while. First of all, people were trying like at midnight, twelve oh one. Well, at twelve oh one is AMC put theirs out, and it crashed AMC. Yeah, and other different crashed. Th- yeah, yeah, different theaters are doing it at different times. They're probably going to open up more theaters in like next week. So that's the thing. And then, so by when I got up, by the time I got up and I checked things, it was like in the morning. I was like, "Oh fuck, let me look at the Fandango." And yeah, Thursday, Friday, a uh, lot of X's, a lot of unavailable, more than I've ever seen at a, at a Fandango thing in a while. So I managed to get two tickets. I fucking bought two. Oh, I was like, going? I'm, I was, uh, the AMC, I got it for Thursday night. Where at? Uh, the AMC in Skokie. Which, what time? Uh, I think it was, uh, 730. Oh, I think we're, we're in the same, the- we might be in the same theater. Ours is 715 at Village Crossing. Oh yeah. Village Crossing. And the seat that was, that I was able to get is all the way at the end of the row near the aisle. It was the That's fine. It's fine. But it was the only thing open. And then I was like, fuck, I'm going to want to watch this again. I bought another ticket for Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. Mm. Uh, so, but, wow. Wow, I've never seen well these tickets sell out so quickly like this. It's the first movie, like, there is all, you know, there's been Marvel movies, obviously, but it's the first movie that, in a while, that's just, like, it's got the nostalgia thing, but it's also Spider-Man. Like, yeah. We all we have to keep in mind Spider Man is and is up there with Superman, Batman. It's like iconic. The hype is legit. The, the 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 biggest of the big superheroes. So when you throw that in, plus COVID, 
and people just I'm sure there's still people that haven't made it out to there's the theater. There's so many things. Yes, there's there so are. Many things. Yes. You have to also throw in that it's the multiverse uh, you know, phase of the MCU. Yep. And this is going to delve into that a little bit and people are looking to see like what the next phase of the MCU is going to be like with this multiverse shit and Eternals didn't really do much for that. So this is the thing that's going to probably set the tone. So I think there's a lot of like us uh, MCU stands that are going uh, all about are all about this for that as well. Not only the, because it's Spider-Man and nostalgic, but there's a big MCU implications. So, yeah, you know? moving forward, there's returning. Well, and I think there's also just a lot of people that are like more and more people are adopting buying tickets in advance online. I think these records will keep getting broken because more and more people like there's still a segment of the population that just goes to the theater and buys a ticket. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think with COVID and with the hype for this, it's like, no, you better get your tickets way in advance. Like I've never really seen many, many, many like movies build up a a ticket release like this. Yeah. This is crazy. And we'll see the numbers if they release any. I feel like force awakens. That's the last time. That's the, yeah, that's the the last time it was this crazy force awakens and like end game. were kind of like that. Yes. And Batman versus Superman was also kind of, uh, it was hard to get tickets to. I remember as well. AMC is uh, was also offering uh, the first 86,000 AMC Stubbs A-list premiere or Investor Connect members who purchase tickets for December 16th. They get a special Spider-Man NFT to sweeten the deal. So they're like giving away NFTs. Yeah. Uh, also, all these reports, and I have screenshots here in our notes. I'll put it in, in the podcast app now of scalpers selling tickets on <laughs> eBay. This is the craziest so thing. This is anywhere from $150 to legitimately $25,000. What the oh, fuck? Shit. Well, who's stupid enough to buy a $25,000 ticket for Spider-Man opening night? Really? Somebody who's really dumb. Well, it's all or best offer also. So they're just going to. Yeah, they're just. Well, these some wait. of these are the ones in Hollywood. I don't know. I don't know who's sold I mean, out screen. I mean, this it, Chinese theater. This one for forty five hundred in Greenwood, Indiana. Who's buying that one for Greenwood? Like man's Chinese theater is one thing, right? On in in Hollywood, but but even then, I mean, I'm, yeah, no. I wouldn't pay more. No, I don't you know. Pay more twenty than, bucks? No, you don't 25? pay more than face value for a fucking movie. Like ticket. I could see paying like maybe like fifty bucks. Like there's the there's the three theaters in in like three or four on that like Hollywood Walk of Fame like the Chinese theater yeah, yeah. a couple other ones I forget what they're called but like those are the ones that are always like if you saw a movie there you're like at the pinnacle of movie making but still <laughs> Anthony you know twenty five bucks are these scalpers are some of these scalpers gonna make money though doing this getting some fucking some it's some idiots I don't know maybe? I don't know I mean you you you'd imagine there's people that are gonna want to see this Thursday night and would be willing to pay but. I've never heard of anyone scalping movie tickets. Yeah, right? This is so hilarious. Especially since Ruggs mentioned earlier, like movie theaters will just like, they'll take all their entire roster of, of theaters and just switch it over if they see demand like this. Yeah, they'll put uh, the movie in every theater. Yeah, every these theater, are going to yeah. be worthless in yeah. like a week when they're like, you're <laughs> yeah, out. They're like, yeah. Oh, we could probably get another three of these things open and make more money. They probably will. Uh, Also, be careful for spoilers, everyone, because the movie comes out in the UK on the 15th, two days, uh, one day earlier. One day early. So this is another reason to rush and see this movie, because you won't be able to go on the fucking Internet uh, without it accidentally getting spoiled. 
And then back to the fact that a lot, there is a segment of the population that has still not returned to movie theaters. I hear this all the time. I just read this article variety had uh, based on research. This group did, they found that possibly adding vaccine mandates and of course, lowering ticket prices may actually increase ticket sales because there still seems to be 40, maybe like 40, 50% who are are still not willing to go back in person. Yeah, there is that population that's scared, although just anecdotally, I have no evidence whatsoever, not to make this a political thing at all, but like you hear about the new Omicron virus. Oh, yeah, the or Transformer virus. Yeah, the Megatron after, virus. Megatron, the Decepticon. And the general sentiment I, I hear from like my friends who are all in the middle or kind of left-leaning is like, yeah, we're just kind of tired of this new fucking yeah, shit. Right. We're not, who, like, who cares? <laughs> We're doing this thing again, whatever. Yeah, we're, we're going to do just another we thing. Now. They jumped a bunch of Greek letters, though. They went from Delta to Omicron, which could well, I think there was a bunch of them. They just, in the middle. of those were... Uh, they no didn't have the ring to that Megatron virus has. <laughs> Megatron, I didn't no, know yeah. Omicron was a, a Greek letter. Yeah, it's O. It's technically O in uh, the Greek alphabet. But the O in, their, in the Greek alphabet's like always... Something else. Isn't omega it? is the omega, last. That's, yeah. But no, that's the last letter. So the alpha is the first. Omega alpha is the, the omega, last. Alpha right. omega. O is oh. like right in the middle. It's like it's just O. Omicron. Because I remember I, I looked I it was, up. I went. Yeah, I, I went to University of Illinois, and they had the biggest frat system yeah. in the world or in the country, and I never remember seeing an O. Yeah, because it sounds, it looks weird. It's not as Yo, fun. Are you going to join the Omicron flat? flat? It, it's also <laughs> not a fun like shape to have. It's not like a triangle or a cool epsilon shape or a fucking omega yeah. shape. It's just the oh, Omicrons. The Omicrons. It's weird. Okay, so yes, tickets are going crazy. There'll be more tickets. Don't pay nine hundred dollars on eBay. Whatever you do, the O is always theta. Theta. That's like T. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, it's an O. It's an O with like with a line H through it. With a line it. through yeah. it. Yeah. Or it was Fee, which had the O with the line through it. You oh. never saw the O-O. Just Omicron. Yeah, so there was no Omicron frats. Or I don't think it's so. Weird. But someone, someone write in. And tell yeah. us. Now that? when I make my frat, it will start with Omicron. O-O-O. Okay, so the other <laughs> big news uh, coming with this uh, is Amy Pascal from Sony Pictures pretty much kind of confirmed that Tom Holland is not going anywhere as Spider-Man. In Ooh. fact, she's saying there's going to be three more movies. Oh, Here is her exact words. She says, this is not the last movie that we are going to make with Marvel. This is not the last Spider-Man movie. We are getting to ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. It isn't, it just isn't part of, we're thinking this of this as three films. And now we're going to go on to the next three this is not the last of our MCU movies. Marvel and Sony are going to keep to going together as partners. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I I, I thought I had read that prior to this, but this kind of confirms it. No, now. I don't think we knew exactly what was going on. They were they were talking about this is the exit of Tom Holland. We all thought he's going to go into the Sony universe, but clearly he'll be in the MCU universe, and I think he may be in the Sony universe. Also, John Watts was supposed to direct the Fantastic Four, so do they get a new director for these? And it also kind of confirms... I would like to see a new director. Yes, I think we'll maybe get another guy. I, uh, I like that idea. Just change it up a little Just bit. Just get Sam Raimi back. Well, yeah, you, go. you got him on Doctor Strange. Uh, move him over here. We did hear the rumors of how they wanted to age him up to college age and adult age, and that there's the t- cartoon... 
TV show prequel that could go. So maybe that's their plan is they're going to finally get him as an adult. And he will be playing Spider-Man when he's 30, despite what he said in that GQ article. It would be so cool, but they will never do it. If they this all of this shit can lead up to Secret Wars, ah, then Tom Holland can get the black goo, which is Venom, right? And then he's in the black costume during Craven's last hunt. Boom. And then he loses the costume and then does the Venom thing. Boom. Oh my god, that would be great. But now they they've already fucked it up because no, they yes. have Venom. Well, what are the odds that Venom is in this movie now? Do you think that she's saying? I don't know. She's saying you know we're 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 open to a live action Miles Morales. You will. She there was also she says you know there there will be a collaboration with Venom. You're going to see them collide. He is got he got zapped into the MCU. He's probably in this movie as maybe as a post credit scene or a small fucking cameo. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really tell you what. I think he's probably in it, but I don't think he's in it very much. I think it's probably a cameo. I hope that they don't waste it. I hope they do something that can at least somewhat embody that story that was in the comics where, you know, there was this thing that got attached to Spider-Man and then, you know, wanted revenge. It, it, It was terrifying. Yeah, Instead it was of just scary. being a generic way, bad, the, bad guy. The only way I could see that kind of working because they already fucked it up. But if they, <laughs> I could see it kind of working if they have they've established that Venom is now in the MCU. The symbiote sees Peter yeah. and sees his abilities and is like, "Oh, if I combine with him, that would be awesome." And it combines with him, and then Eddie like gets more down on his luck because of that. So he kind of hates Peter, and then the symbiote like. Peter just is too powerful with it, so he has to get rid of it, and the symbiote hates him, and then you can kind of work that in that way. They may do a thing in this movie where Venom, you know, if he's got a small part and he leaves, but there a drop of his fucking symbiote stays behind uh, to bond with Peter, maybe. They might do that. Is there an Eddie in that world that's different than the Eddie? Well, the Eddie. other, so the other, uh, Topher what Grace, if it's Eddie Murphy, Topher Grace, Venom, Eddie should also <laughs> exist too somewhere. Eddie Murphy as Venom, I think would work. You know, he's on a great comeback with his career. Give Eddie Murphy a superhero. Movie. Eddie. Okay. So then what do you think this positions? Who is the, like the center of the MCU now that Tony Stark is gone? Does this position Tony Stank. possibly Tony Stank, Spider-Man taking over Tony Stank's role? Well, if you look at these ticket sales, right? You know, it could be Kingo, but like I, I'm yeah. having a strong feeling. Kingo ain't gonna sell these tickets. <laughs> I mean, is it Kingo? Is it Doctor Strange? This movie's gonna make a, over a billion dollars. I'm ideally they convinced. would want, they would want it to be Spider. Like Sony definitely wants it to be Spider Man yeah. because they wanted it to be Captain Marvel, but that failed. Yeah, they, they, they. The thing is, Marvel would also want it to be Spider Man. It's just they don't make all the money off of it, so you know they make a cut. It makes sense in like within the MCU storyline because Iron Man was kind of the center of it. He's his surrogate son. He's, he's the one that was a loner before. And then like, it would kind of make storyline sense if he's the one that now assembles a new Avengers team because he's been through the ringer now and he has the most experience. Yeah, but yeah, I think Marvel would, would want it to be someone else just because again of the money, but right. I we'll thought, I thought they hoped that it was going to be Captain Marvel. The people rejected that. Then yeah. Black Panther, Black Panther, and then obviously yes. you know what happened yeah. to the main yeah. actor from that. Yeah. And 
That put them behind the eight They're ball. They're running out of options. That's they a, got yeah. Thor, but, you know. So, look, ultimately, yeah. I'm Geek Boner. Geek Boner! We're getting more Spider-Man movies. Tom, you know, and Tom Holland's a great actor. Uh, you know, I didn't like how they what they did with him so far, but maybe now they got past all that. He can have some agency of his own, and it doesn't need to be a fucking team-up movie, these these next three movies. But he still has Stark tech, though. I just don't yeah, Get rid that. of the yeah. fucking tech and the magic tech and all that. Just give him a suit and leave him alone to handle things. The only thing is, with all this hype, this movie is just is is a tightrope movie. Yeah. We, there, we've talked about it last week, yeah. but there's just a lot of factors that can easily... There's more things that could make this a mess than a good movie. Absolutely. And, you know, Sony is hit or miss, so that makes me nervous. But you got Feige's hand there. How confident are you in this movie doing, like, uh, critically well? Kevin Feige would not allow a thing to be that bad where he winces watching it, right? That's really the only thing we have going. If he wasn't involved, you, you, that's they the wouldn't only, give You a have fuck. Kevin Feige's track record where they've only had one rotten movie, which was Eternals. Yeah, and that's not even so, rotten. It's fucking that's, well. It's rotten. Technically, it is. Yeah, rotten. I mean, yeah. but so that that is like a good call, hope for hope for that. But as a, for the reasons I laid out last week, yeah, it also seems like Sony was very much involved in in a lot of this. So, ah, man, I'm I'm hoping for the best. I I, I think it'll be a good movie. Here's one thing Sony did listen to Feige on. They didn't do what I thought was going to happen. Was they were going yeah, no to trailer. Right. I thought there was going to be a new trailer and they would actually hint that there is more than one Spider-Man, maybe not show them. They didn't do it. And apparently Kevin Feige is the one that uh, d- begged them and told them, you do not need to reveal this. So whereas uh, Sony wants to use it as a selling point, Feige saw it as being too much spoiler and did hold it close to the chest. And so... That brings me hope that they actually were restrained and they didn't fucking blow their load and just go, blah, look at this, buy tickets. <laughs> they are, they are, you know, they just, they put out a short promo it clip. It might sell more tickets if you yes. don't know. Yes. Yes, because now you have to go see the fucking movie. Yeah. If you had to give, give it a percentage, a quick percentage, what are the odds these guys aren't in the movie? Are not or in are not are not. I'm gonna say like five percent. They're not. In the movie. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty high percentage that they're fucking in the movie. I feel like it's more like thirty percent, but for me, because what's his name Garfield has continually denied it. Uh, yeah, but he has to. Oh, he's not gonna say he's in the movie. Well, what do you expect mm-hmm. him to say? Yeah, they lie mm-hmm. all the time. They lie That's all true. the time. He can't say he's not gonna say it. Yeah. So, but what what? I hear I heard this on Campia's show and I'd ask you what makes you think that they are in the movie? What what could what has made you go, yep, they're definitely in the movie? Fuck, that's a good question. I mean the, the invi- I think they're in the movie too. I'm just trying to play devil's. The invisible here. lizard punch is that's strange. But it doesn't necessarily mean it could be Venom and Doc Ock, not the two of them. Right. Uh the uh, there you know talks of the multiverse of course the villains from all the other movies why would you pull in the fucking villains and not the spider-man from those universes i don't know i just think that if the if this is all an answer to the internet like kind of wanting this they got to go all the way they got to go the full monty and if they don't um look it's going to be a fucking shit show anyway you might as well go fucking all in you know, 
That's all I'm saying. You mean you're gonna have all kinds of bullshit and not have that? Like, come yeah. on. At least, at least go out like with your balls out. You know, you know. <laughs> Don't just stick the dick out. Yeah, you, all you of gotta it. get the balls <laughs> too. All like, get your balls out. Fucking okay, tie. Yeah, you just get just cock out. He's gotta go full cock and balls. You gotta rock out with your cock out. That's it. Uh, Sorry, okay. everyone. And okay, the last thing. <laughs> The last thing is the runtime of the movie is a little bit shorter than what was rumored. It is officially two hours, 28 minutes, 148 Ooh, minutes. Holy guacamole. This will make it the fourth longest MCU movie behind uh, Infinity War, Eternals, and Endgame being the longest at three hours and two minutes. I forgot Endgame was three hours. It doesn't feel like three hours. Love no. that Endgame is the top one on the top, or not Endgame. Internals is one of the top. Yeah, four. Internals is right up there <laughs> at like They're like two thirty nine yeah, or something. This unknown property, mm. we're gonna like we're gonna give this all the time. Well, you got ten characters. It probably and we still didn't have enough time. Yeah, you needed two more fucking. You hours. needed yeah five hours. Yeah, listener, let us know. Are you excited for this movie? Did you buy your tickets? What do you think Toby and Andrew are in this movie? They're in the movie. Join the conversation. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. It is for our listeners. It is private. Jock and Nerd. It's closed. You can geek out. Everybody's cool. Everyone's real fun to hang out. Join it today and uh, have fun and chop it up in there. Okay. Enough with the Spider-Man. Let's talk about some other franchises that have some things going on. There's other things going on in the world. Like, really? yeah, like there's another Jurassic Park movie coming out oh. next summer, right? Mm. June 2022, Jurassic Park Dominion. So they re- revealed, released online this five minute prologue to the movie Jurassic World Dominion, uh, officially released on the internet. If you had seen, I believe, <laughs> Fast Nine in the movie theaters and IMAX, you have already seen this. Uh, and it is, it's not going to be in the movie. It's a true kind of prologue to the setup. Uh, Anthony, did you watch this? What happens in this? Yeah, I, I watched it. And I didn't really know what I was watching at first. So it's like basically footage from the way the prehistoric times. 65 million years ago. Yeah, yes. when dinosaurs were roaming and you get the Tyrannosaurus Rex and something with horns on it fighting, right? Yeah. And then it jumps up to now. And the dinosaurs are uh, from the last movie have been unleashed in the real world. They're everywhere. Who were they chasing? I already forgot. Were they? They were was, chasing a. Ty- it was a T Rex. Yeah, it was a T Rex. Yeah. yeah, they were chasing a T Rex. Couldn't catch them, and the T Rex invades a, a outdoor movie a theater. Driving movie, drive-in it's movie great. theater, and then yeah. you kind of see all the the dinosaurs kind of wreaking havoc and. You can't. The men, people can't catch them. There's a helicopter after them. It takes the helicopter down because for reasons I don't know. Just why. for reasons. <laughs> uh, initial thoughts. What do you guys think about this? There's a couple of interesting things going on here. I feel like I would watch a movie of this, yeah, and not yeah. the other thing. As soon as they went into modern times, I was like, "Fuck this movie!" I'm like, I want to see the fucking Giganato service and fucking bite other shit the gigantosaurus like, or whatever the, the, i don't know how you say it. i think some people say giganato, giganato. and giggity, says giggity. Giggity, gigantosaurus i don't know it's um they say that the t-rex would kick its ass in reality but um so you see some new dinosaurs i will say the effects looks fucking stunning the cg 
looks great. Looks amazing. And you will notice, and I have an article here, paleontologists, dinosaur experts have reacted to this. You have noticed they are becoming more realistic to modern uh, discoveries of the dinos. There are feathery and furry dinos. There's a little layer of fur even on the T-Rex, which is apparently more accurate. Well, when you look at the the T-Rex from the prehistoric, it's accurate. But when you look at the ones that they made with the frogs, they're not accurate because what, those, what are, those frogs? are because on, on Jurassic Park, they oh, the cloned them. Oh, that's so they're right. They're not right, actually right, right, right. like a hundred percent dinosaur there. They're kind of a they're, hybrid. They're, they're a hybrid. At, so they're not going to be a hundred percent accurate. They're going to lose something. And they lost the feathers. That's, that's the way I like to explain it to people. I was going to say, that's a good way of expl- making it make sense in your head. Yeah. To explain why why they don't because have the then feathers. they cut to the modern one from Jurassic Park and it's got no feathers on it, so it's uh, only got feathers if you look in the past. That's a good point. Only in the sixty five million years, ago. or just because we didn't know yeah. in the nineties that they had feathers. Yeah, but they now, could just ret- retcon it. Boom. Now, is it still that they had feathers, or is it back to not having? No, feathers? I think it is that they had feathers. Oh. Uh, because no, this guy says it's brilliant to see because that's exactly how we think it would have looked. It w- probably would have had a bit more than that, to be honest. Uh, he also mentioned the position of the T Rex arms is improved. Uh, usually, the arms are in front and tiny, and they would have been more on the side of the torso. You know, not in front of the T Rex. So they've adjusted that too. But I kind of like that they're like making them as accurate to current uh findings as possible the furry thing was great i was like yes they would be furry sure well they would have some kind of quillage going on but some people say that it's something that they have at certain parts of their life and then they they fall off so i don't know how true that is uh this was that this was directed by colin trevorrow also who was doing the third one the movie's probably gonna be garbage but we'll see it's a jurassic world out there people i'll watch it they, I'll watch it, god damn it. Can you imagine? He also mentions like the, the somebody said the closest pre, uh, uh, relative is a chicken. And like, imagine like a giant chicken coming at you with razor sharp claws, fucking six foot chicken. That'd be scary. That's scary as a dinosaur. <laughs> Dinosaurs must taste good at barbecue sauce. Uh, yeah. Well, just, I feel like, like you could recreate that and just like hang out with ostriches. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, they, they could probably, they would probably come after you. Ostriches will fuck you up, man. They don't fuck yeah. around. <laughs> kangaroos also we found out from ethan cranford at the discord kangaroos will fuck you up uh okay let's those aren't, di- those aren't even close to being they're not close to, to dinosaurs. dinosaurs crocodiles i always thought look like dinosaurs but really the bird the bird shape well, is the closest if you think about yeah, it. yeah dinosaur or crocs well they're for the longest time we thought they were closer to reptiles but yeah crocs are more closer to the aqua aquatic oh, the aquatic looking, dinos uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's probably some shit deep in the ocean that still looks the same well, way. Well, there's um, the idea that they were kind of, they didn't really change much mm. right, all this right, time. Right, right, They so. stayed hidden. Anyways, we'll see. We'll see this summer when the Jurassic World comes out. Uh, let's move on to a DC, some DC things. The Batman. Matt Reeves, The Batman. Mm-hmm. They've released a full-length synopsis, okay? So we get a little bit 
uh, more idea what a this full length. Yes, it's full. There's more about the plot. <laughs> What's a full? It's like saying a full length is short description. They released. It's not a, an abridged <laughs> synopsis. It's unabridged. It's a full length short description. Yes. Okay. A full right. length cliff notes. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. That is kind say. of an oxymoron to say a full yeah, length synopsis. A synopsis is a fucking short summary. By nature, okay. But it's in full of it's in full length. But it's a full synopsis. It's not just half of the movie. It's the whole movie. But there's also so dumb. It's a boner synopsis. It's a boner. There's, yes, it's a completely erect synopsis. There's, there's also an interesting rumor tied to this synopsis. We'll get into it. So okay, go ahead. Here's the synopsis: Two years of stalking the streets as Batman. Striking fear into the hearts of criminals has led Bruce Wayne deep into the shadows of Gotham City with only a few trusted allies, Alfred Pennyworth, Lieutenant James Gordon, amongst the city's corrupt network of officials and high-profile figures, the lone vigilante has established himself as the sole embodiment of vengeance among his, his fellow citizens. When a killer targets Gotham's elite with a series of sadistic machinations, a trail of cryptic clues sends the world's greatest detective on an investigation into the underworld where he encounters such characters as Selena Kyle Catwoman, Oswald Cobblepot Penguin, Carmine Falcone, and Edward Nashton the Riddler, as the evidence begins to lead closer to home and the scale of the perpetrator's plans become clear, Batman must forge new relationships, unmask the culprit, and bring justice to the abuse of power and corruption that has long plagued Gotham City. That's a lot of information there. For this yeah. movie. Any comments on that, first of all? Forge new relationships. Yeah, see, that part is interesting. Oh, he's gonna, that means he's going he's gonna to have to hook up with Catwoman. The evidence leads begins to lead closer to home. What does that mean? The Court of Owls. Yeah, or Thomas Wayne was doing some shit. Yeah. The, the part where it says the killer targets Gotham's elite with a series of sadistic machinations. Yes. I mean, that's just that's Riddler. straight up reminds me of Seven. Oh, yes. It's very Seven. It sounds like a gritty crime fucking drama, you know, right here. Do you think they're going to have something in a box at the end of this movie? What's in the bat box? What's in the fucking box? Robin's head. Jesus. <laughs> uh, no, that would happen in Titans. Yeah, that what if, would yes. go right. Oh, it would. That would totally yeah. happen in Titans. You're absolutely What right. if they open the box? It's just Domino's Pizza. <laughs> Domino's? <laughs> I wanted Little Caesars. Avoid the noise. Avoid the noise. Okay, wait. There's a rumor. If you're ordering Little Caesars. You don't have to order late, it. You like just that. pick it up. It's $5. If you, ready order, to go. if you order Little Caesars, you really don't want pizza. You don't yeah, want to live. At that point, well, yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> you're really you're, you're a communist me. if you want Little Caesars. You don't even what order it. It's always ready. $5. Hot and ready to go. I don't know how that's Who's possible. Who's ordering that kind of pizza? Some people still like the Little Caesars. The square. It's people square. who don't like to spend money. like on. Like, I mean, is it any better than Domino's? Honestly, of- Domino's still makes shit tons of money. I think Domino's people like it though. People like Domino's pizza. Well, they got Little Caesars that has fans, I believe. Pizza, pizza, <laughs> pizza, 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 pizza. I don't think they do that anymore. The pizza, what pizza. A, let's talk about Papa John's for a second. Why? No, I don't talk <laughs> I, about I don't Papa I, John's. I don't think I've ever eaten Papa John's. Maybe like once or twice. It's all right. It's like it's like Pizza Hut. Papa John's and the there's little okay the, the the bottom of the barrel is Sparrow, Papa John's oh, and, oh, and then Little Caesars. Really bad, yeah. And then Domino's. Those are the four. But I think Sabaro is a little better than like ordering Papa John, uh like Little Caesars. I used to eat Sabaro all the time because it was a giant slice and it was like a dollar fifty or something. Right. 
I was like, this is dope. And it was just sitting there ready to go. Give me that fucking slice. You, you got to order pizza from like a place that like you, just, you can't order chain pizza anymore. Is Pizza Hut still around? No, you're right. You got to order. There's tons of great pizza places. Yeah. Is Pizza Hut still around? Pizza Hut is like the gold standard of like business? not pizza. <laughs> Isn't that a weird idea for a, a restaurant though now? It seems weird. I mean, we went there what? to play video games. And Pizza Hut? Yeah, and just just the idea of it really seems strange. They I don't had know video games. Yeah, they had they had video games that, like the tabletop ones. Are you sure you weren't going to Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, no, no, well, no Pizza Hut is like a thing. Like people like think that that's real pizza. Yeah, it's not. Hmm. It's it's just it's, I don't Chuck E. Cheese had decent pizza. Chuck E. Cheese did it. Fuck I that so. place. I was. What do you mean? Fuck, fuck that fuck place. That why, why are you so machine? angry with Chuck E. Cheese? I don't know. The skee ball machine always fucking pissed me off. <laughs> I could never get it into one hundred. He's like, I got 100,000 tickets, and all I can get is a whistle. I got a kazoo for fucking seven hours of skee-ball. Fuck you, Chuck E. Cheese. Anyways, listen. You motherfuckers. Enough about pizza. I'm hungry now. All right. Okay. So take that synopsis. There's been a rumor going around that Barry Keoghan, the guy who played Druig in Eternals, Mm is playing the Joker in the movie. Oh, shit. No, he's not. I First of all, I think he would make a really good Joker. Regardless of whatever, that he's going to be a good Joker. He's not going to be in the movie, is he? I don't think what so. is this? He, he is a good actor. He's but, a great actor. Yeah, that's, that's, huh. is, this the un, is this the new relationship? Unmask the culprit? Is this the th- the actual bad guy of the movie is the Joker? On paper, that seems like you're you're doing too much. So the actor's brother, Barry's brother, confirmed the report in a since-deleted Facebook post. That's where the mm. rumor started. Oh, shit. So that's kind wow. of crazy. Yeah. This is crazy. This, this is, is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. It's oh, dinks. that's the wrong button. It's stinks. It's stinks. It's crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. It stinks and it's crazy. It doesn't stink. I think Barry... Barry, what's his name? Keohig and whatever his name is. I think he would make a great Joker. He's like, he's got that weird dark fucking vibe uh, i think he would kill it would you want him to have his irish accent oh he does no he can't have that he does have <laughs> irish he's thick irish accent doesn't he yeah brog he's got a thick brog okay before we get to the last set of things listener check out our t public shop uh it's the holiday season there was a bunch shopping of sales nerd. shopping nerd. Shopping nerd oh my god why haven't i had a drop that says shopping nerd yes you might have, might have just created one I right there i think i'm going to cut that shopping nerd get jogging nerd merch swag right now joggingnerd.com slash shop there's t-shirts there's mugs there's tote bags there's, there's fucking stickers magnets there's pillows there's uh hoodies lots of fun apparel with our logo and we fun got pasties we got paste. Whoa, not yet, but I might have to make jock and <laughs> one says jock and one says nerd. Or, yeah. or it's just our faces. Oh yes, yeah, heads each. And then where does rug boy go? We got to make a third one. In the belly button. Yeah, in the be- he'll be a belly button. Right? We have <laughs> belly button. He's piercings. that little piece of lint in the belly button. <laughs> we'll make a belly button that lint. Present <laughs> a rug boy sticker on you. <laughs> That's that. No, it's not lint. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> jockandnerd.com slash shop. Okay, l- finally. Breaking up the pace. Let's talk about some Star Wars shit because there oh. there has been some Star Wars shit going on. Uh, now, much to the, let's say, chagrin of many longtime Star Wars fans and apparently a lot of YouTubers that were convinced Kathleen Kennedy was getting fired any minute now that she was done. Turns out uh, they re-upped her fucking contract for three more years. Oh, shit. Oh, she's sticking Jesus. around until 2024. Lame. 
Uh, comment on that. She's, I mean, we're going to go over her track record and some things that have happened since this announcement already. Her track record's not good. I mean, like, we talked about how volatile it's more volatile than crypto working for Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, people get hired, people get fired. And, and it doesn't even, it doesn't stop. Like, after all the shit that's just happened, nope, like, it still no. continues. Yep. Didn't, uh, the what's her name? She just like uh, walked off and decided that there's problems. Yeah, the one who's doing Rogue Squad, Patty Jenkins. Yeah, Patty Jenkins. Well, first that's right. of all, I think Anthony you said it best last week. Her track record as a movie producer is amazing. Her mm-hmm. track record as the head of Lucasfilm is fucking abysmal. Uh, I mean, fuck the movies, that show. I wouldn't go completely abysmal because the movies have made that's a true. decent amount of money. They've made but, billions. It's not exactly the the roaring success that you know everyone that Disney probably anticipated when they got this franchise. I mean, we also the Mandalorian did great, but yeah, the four, biggest thing is the yeah the Mandalorian is yeah. the rest accomplishment. Four out of the five major Star Wars movies that, that come out since then have grossed over a billion dollars at the box office each. Well, you can't make announcements for all of these things that and they don't come out. That's the thing, and there was no announcements at uh, the thing they did, uh, Disney Plus Day. So, Patty Jenkins, yes, Patty Jenkins announced. Remember remember the big announcement? They filmed a whole thing where she's on the runway, and she puts on a helmet, and she's like, I love to fly, and she gets in a fucking X-Wing uh, jet, and she's going to make a Rogue Squadron, an X-Wing fighter uh, air movie. Uh, the film has been delayed originally they said the schedules weren't working out, but later it comes out that it was absolutely because of creative differences. They could not settle on the fucking script for the movie. They Kathleen Kennedy, Lucasfilm and Patty Jenkins, not on the same page for the pages of the script. So that's problematic. Right. Uh, Anthony, remember you asked about the Gina Carano show Rangers of the new Republic. Did I ask about that? Yeah. You were like, is that what's happening with that? Well, oh, yeah. That is officially dead, dead. Oh, shit. Uh, Scripts were never written, they said, and they couldn't take any of the ideas and uh, squeeze it into the Mandalorian. That thing's done. So already two of the things that they have announced is not fucking happening. Now, in this, uh, she she gave an article, an interview recently, uh, and she said more weird things. She said that, yes, the sequel trilogy characters, meaning Finn and... uh, Poe and Ray will live on and we may see them again. To which I say, what the fuck? I don't think you're going to see them unless they fucking, unless Daisy Ridley and all these people want to come back. But I think that everybody burnt their bridges with them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, You know, the the guy who played Finn was like really adamant about hating uh, Disney and Star Wars. Um, Oscar Isaac pretty much said, "I no, I'm done. I'm not coming back. I don't understand. Like, first of all, I don't want to see these characters. I didn't get to connect well, with them. Well, if they come in animation, that'd be fine. But I feel like she's out of touch with the whole thing. There's no way these actors want to come back as these characters. And she's all like, oh, they'll we'll be see back in animation. In That's the, what's okay, going to happen. Okay, maybe in animation. I, I could see Video that. games, animation. Well, yeah. You know, I mean. Live action. We didn't think we would see uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen and. Whatever the hell else has come returned, returning. And, That's true. You know, maybe 10 years from now, 20 years from now, they come back. But it's, I mean, even Hayden Christensen, uh, you know, he now, to see him now would be interesting, but like, 
I guess this generation, if they're fans of these characters, like if I never see these characters again, I'm not going to miss. It's not going to be any skin off. No, my I mean, the thing is, is that th- this are this is some kids Star Wars, like some kid who grew up like a few years ago, like that was maybe like 10 years old it's when this came Star out. Wars, yeah, this is the Star Wars that fucking they blew their mind. They're too young to know that it sucks. And that's OK. Like. I liked a lot of shitty things when I was young and didn't know that they suck. And and that's fine. I think it's great. So there is a market for this stuff, obviously. I mean, their Ray costumes still sell and you still see people uh, dressed up as, as as Kylo Ren and Halloween and shit. So yeah, yeah. they're still marketable. I think they're going to do something in animation. Um, I think they might be doing something in video games. Who the fuck knows? But I and maybe even in the live action, they might reappear in some way. But like, I don't think I think the most likely person that's going to come back is Daisy Ridley because she has no career after this. Mm. Like, (laughs) I mean, it's it's, it's true. Like the other two guys doing fine. They're doing movies out the ass. You got Moon Knight, you know, all that shit. No one's tapping Daisy Ridley on the shoulder for anything. So Mm. she's dead. She's dead in the water. She's going to be begging to be right that's, in point. Two that's a good point she you know and there's a lot of other actresses out there that kind of had the same look and the same kind of thing that are getting these roles and she what's she doing uh she did express doubts about coming back she's like it would have to be so extraordinary uh and to come for me to come back so we'll see i don't know in the meantime we have three years of kathleen kennedy just making crazy choices and things being announced and then people being fired after they finished the fucking thing. So why do you think that she's such a good producer and such a bad studio head? That's a good question. I think it's a, it's think she needs to just delegate more and maybe not oversee everything. Like she was smart to put Favreau and Filoni in charge of things and then just step away. Right. You got to do that. I think she's trying to micromanage a little bit too much. Maybe yeah, it's, it's tough to say, you know, obviously without knowing everything, but perhaps like she doesn't really have an overarching vision for how Star Wars is going to go. Or maybe she doesn't communicate that very well to the people she hires. And then when she sees what they're doing, she's like, that's not what's in my head. I never yeah. told you what's in my head. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, it's clear from the first Star Wars where the Force Awakens to return. What's the second one called? Uh, Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Like that there was no clear overarching plan for the series. It was like, we're going to hire these directors and they're going to do their thing. And then they made the second one and the second one had like nothing to do really with the first one was like totally like fuck everything in the first one. So like it was clear there was no overarching plan. It was more just like Star Wars director. Let's do it. I think that what happened was that she had this plan that didn't work out. It started falling apart really early. Yeah. And then she tried to switch switch gears, and that made it even worse. I think that she wanted to pivot away from Star Wars and change it up. And I think that's why she had Lord and Miller involved and had the comedy aspect and this and that, blah, blah, blah. It was too different. It was going to be too different. And then when people, and they had J.J. Abrams, and, you know, that stuck pretty close to the book of recreated the first movie. And I think that by the time... That second movie came out and it was like, okay, we're all pivoting. We're doing all this stuff and we don't want any of this. She, she I think she was afraid that uh, Rogue One, the characters were going to survive. And I think this, the characters are supposed to survive. Oh, 
And she, I think that she stepped in and she just changed it and like kind of like put the kibosh on. She's like, hey, that movie's one and done, and that's it. So it's crazy. I think she just like it. It was it wasn't going her way, and then she tried to kind of like fix it, and then it just got worse. And I think it may not be that there was a clear idea. I think the idea was to pivot away from Star Wars, and then that became something that nobody wanted, and then it's all been kind of a fumbling to try and find something that is star Wars. And then Favreau kind of figured it out what star Wars should be. And um, maybe now she has an idea of what, what's working. I don't think that she's going to listen to Favreau because, or, or, or these guys, she's just going to kind of like let them do their thing and um, whatever, but she doesn't want to be told by them how to run the, she doesn't want to be led by them. You know, she's in charge. So she's going to have to, she's going to tr- probably try and f- like cut everything that she she's unsure about. And if it, anything to her like smells off and doesn't have interest in it, she's just going to cut it loose. Because mm. mm. she doesn't want to deal with rolling the dice on something. You know, she wants a sure thing. But it's very curious that she's keeping this alkalite thing. That's her baby. Oh, really? Yeah. That's another thing that nobody wants. Like, nobody wants, like, I don't I, I don't care what anybody says. Nobody wants this, like, Cassian Andor series. Nobody wants that. <laughs> people want Ahsoka. People want Obi-Wan. People want the Mandalorian. Those are the things that people are into right now. You know, what, you know, but what's crazy is with this Rogue Squadron delayed, they there is no Star Wars movie planned to come next at the moment. It's all for Disney Plus. What is going to happen with the big screen Star Wars movies? Do you still go to? Weren't they going to give a trilogy to fucking Ryan Johnson? I don't know if that's a thing. Taika Waititi has a Star Wars movie. What is the next Star Wars movie? Nobody knows. There's no plan. I don't know what's going on. Bottom line, she made the company billions of dollars. So, yeah, they're going to keep her on for another couple of years. Well, that's the thing that she's been associated with Star Wars and a lot of huge IP for years. It it does. You know, why not keep her there? She's well, she's old guard, you know, Uh, but I think these movies would have made billions of dollars anyways if it was somebody else because it is just Star Wars. So. You know, with the way it was handled, it still made lots of money. Uh, in the meantime, while we do have, that's probably going to be really good, Book of Boba Fett streaming on Disney Plus December 29th. It will run seven episodes. So right after uh, the Hawk guy is finished, uh, they'll start with the Book of Boba Fett the following week. Uh, and it looks like in some, they're putting out some promos. We're going to find out like how he escaped the Sarlacc pit and got out and how he's still alive, which is, I want to know that. And what's he been eating? Yeah, what's he been eating to get all the fucking dad bod? A lot of Twinkies and cupcakes, no doubt. Okay, let's take a break here. We'll play some promos. we come back and talk about the latest Marvel show to hit Disney Plus Hawkeye episodes one and two right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Transmission commencing. This is Wookiee Radio. Translated for the Wookiee Affair. I like that Wookiee. Your hosts, Ken, Derek, and Mike, bring you the latest news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. Uh, hold it. Hold it. 
I said hold it. Subscribe today on iTunes and Stitcher. I just assumed he's a Wookiee. Start listening today and remember, the Force will be with you always. Attention podcast listeners and YouTube watchers. I'm Logan, the host of Mostly Superheroes, a weekly pursuit for the world's best stories with an emphasis on live action superhero stuff. Every week, join me, PC Mike, The Giggler, Scotty Scoop, and Carrie as we talk MCU, DCU, books, TV, movies, and more. MostlySuperheroes.com is where you want to be. Watch us on YouTube, listen where you get your podcasts, and we'll see you Monday, Sunday on Patreon. Enjoy the rest of the show. Listener, if you enjoy the show, you've been listening, you're a fan of the show, join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon, jockandnerd, where you can support the show and show your love. Gotta say huge- Show your love. Show your love. God, a new one, everybody. Gotta say huge thank you. Yes, to our latest $3 a month patron, Melena Alam. Jockandnerd. Melania? Mila- I don't know. It's Melena. It's not Melania. Melena. It's oh, Melania. Not Melania. I'm probably not saying that right. It's Melena. Melena. We have a, a woman's. I believe the show. that this is, is a female name. Oh. So here's the thing. That sorry if you're a man. No, sorry. Well, the last <laughs> name Alam. This is interesting because I believe that's like a Pakistani name, and here's why. Oh. Here's, oh why? Oh, hold on. Watch. It's not even close. Well, it's your hear. mom, isn't it's it? It's not my mom. However, <laughs> here's why I know this. We, one of our close families growing up, my, me and my sister and uh, their family, their last name was Alam. We still know them. My sister, we're all still in touch. And they came over with my parents. They were friends of my parents. Uh, and they're, they're Alam. But the, the Malena part throws me off because that's not a very Pakistani name. So uh, I don't know if I'm related to this person or they're using a different name or this is just a completely different alum, which is also a possibility. Anyways, regardless, thank you for your patronage. That's right. Alam alam is a word in Filipino. Oh, it is. What does it mean? No. Oh, it does. The K-N-O-W. So it may not be just Pakistani last name. Uh, oh no, as in to know. Okay. To know. Oh, yeah, I like know. who Imran's wrong. But look, but no, <laughs> we grew up very close friends of the family. Their name is Alam, and that's the first thing I thought about. All right. Well, look, well, let's see. Whoever you are, I'm happy that you're with us and you're going to enjoy some great bonus yes, content. Yes, Melena, at her tier $3 a month, she gets access to a bonus RSS feed where the shows come out early. There's bonus content post shows there'll be extra stupid banter instant reactions uh there's lots of hours of bonus things to check out malena uh and then also if you're five dollars a month and more you get discord benefits that means you can hang out in our private patreon only discord server once a month as we geek out and have a party and get drunk get high yeah we get drunk together (laughs) we get talk when is the next one the next one december's Patreon hangout on Discord will be Thursday, December 23rd, 8 oh. p.m. It'll be a holiday party. It'll be after Spider-Man No Way Home comes out so we can geek out about Spider-Man geek Boner. No Way Home and all the crazy things. So sign up for all that fun stuff uh, over at the Patreon, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. All right, let's get into this week's review. The latest Marvel Disney Plus show, the fifth one, is out. It is Hawkeye. They put out the first two episodes right away, and we are going to review them now. Here is your spoiler alert. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Bam. 
prepare to be spoiled. A uh, little back history, a little setup of Hawkeye, the character created by Stanley, Don Heck. First appearance, Tales of Suspense, number 57, way back in 1964. Uh, the character of Ronan, created in 2007. The character of Kate Bishop, created by Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung in Young Avengers number one in 2005. Now, this show is based a lot on this run of Hawkeye by Matt Fraction and David Aja. Aja. Mm-hmm. Aja. This series ran from 2012. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, 2012 know. to 2015. It's only it's 22 issues long. Uh, it's very good. I have all the issues. And Matt Fraction actually is a consulting producer on the show. And, and so is Matt Integers. Matt, oh, Matt Integer and Matt Fraction. What about Matt Prime number? We're making math jokes, rugs. Jesus. David Asia, though, apparently is not getting any money for yes, this. So we, no, yeah, fuck him. We'll get into that because <laughs> they are, uh, from the marketing to the storyline, they are pulling a lot. Characters, whole sequences, they're pulling a lot on this uh, run well, of Hawkeye. It's, I wouldn't give that to David Asia. You'd give the like the visual oh, right. style. Well, to, but they're he didn't they're, write the story. They're they're, uh, they're cribbing that too in the posters and That's, the marketing. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. That's what and I'm. And the opening at. credits and it. shit. He didn't write it. Yes, Matt Fraction. At least Fraction is a consulting producer. I wonder if he's getting paid. Anyways, returning probably. If you're a consulting, yeah, producer, you're going to get. He's getting, getting a fraction. He's getting a fraction <laughs> of what he would have got. <laughs> Silly. Enough with the math jokes. Uh, returning, of course, Jeremy Renner as Clint Barton. Hawkeye Barton. and uh, Haley Steinfeld uh, playing Kate Bishop. And we'll get into the other cast as they come up. Also interesting to note in that Matt Fraction, David Asia run, it's a kind of a different Hawkeye. He has a brother and he doesn't have a family. So the Hawkeye we have in the MCU is kind of a combination of the ultimates Hawkeye. That's what Joss Whedon, I think pulled from uh, giving him the family. But then the, this fraction David Asia run was like main main timeline Hawkeye who did not have a family, I believe. No, it's completely different. Yeah. That, that Hawkeye is li- much more lighthearted. Yeah, he's kind of a, he's very irresponsible. He's kind of a fuck up, right? And he's his the whole premise is he's t- getting away from superheroing yeah. by yeah. hanging out in the apartment yes. and gets roped into yeah. things. Where this guy is much more serious, family oriented, and is taking his kids out to a Christmas yeah. thing in New and York. Then gets roped into shit. Right. Uh, so let's start there. Anthony, give us the plot. Uh, what happens in these first two episodes if you want to summary it? Let me get, let me get a full-length well, synopsis. A full-length <laughs> synopsis. I'll just give you a synopsis of the premise of the show in my own okay. words, not a full-length episode one and episode two. I know if that was up to you, Imran, you would go down and you would you might still be planning to go and tell us piece by piece, scene by scene, what happened. But I'm not going to do that. Opens yeah, he's going to give us a semi-nopsis. A yeah, semi-nopsis. <laughs> um, so, as mentioned earlier, Hawkeye is in New York with his kids, basically showing them a good time before Christmas. This is probably his first Christmas since the blip with his family, so he's doing all he can for them. Meanwhile, a little girl named Kate Bishop back in 2012 witnesses the Chitari invading New York and her building is a seems like is going to be destroyed when Hawkeye unknowingly kills a Chitari that might have destroyed her building and she becomes inspired because of this to become Hawkeye in the midst of that battle her dad dies maybe mysteriously we'll find oh, out yeah. and uh, she 
grows up wanting to be just like Hawkeye because she saw Hawkeye save her in this battle unknowingly. And she grows up and her mom is rich and is involved with maybe a shady dude that she's looking to marry. And within this love, they go to a party and just, uh, was it, is it Jessica Bishop? Kate, Kate Bishop, Bishop. Sorry. Yeah. Kate Bishop was sneaking around cause she's a little, uh, perturbed about the way, uh, this, this man's uncle is talking to his, her mom. So she's w- walking around and she finds a, a secret auction that gets invaded by the tracksuit mafia and she gets roped into superheroing herself by stealing the Ronin costume and Hawkeye sees that there's the Ronin costume again and he brings back all these bad memories because he'd done a lot of bad shit and he feels like he needs to kind of atone for that and cover some of that up so then he gets roped into crime fighting and basically cleaning up the mess that Kate Bishop is causing yeah. So that he can go home and see his family, and that's basically all, the entire long premise of the show. So this is also, as far as the MCU timeline, apparently this is two years after Endgame. So this is like Christmas 2025. This essentially sets this show past anything we have seen or are going. Like it's after Spider-Man: Far From No Way Home. It's after all the TV shows. I don't know when the fuck Loki is taking place. That's weird. Yeah, this is so. This is two years after mm. uh, Endgame. Mm. Uh, it's mm. very, yeah, which is kind of strange. So that's something to uh, keep in mind. Okay, overall thoughts. What did you guys think of the first two episodes? Rugs. Let's start with you. Well. <laughs> It was super like it was it was really convenient and things just kind of fell into place. This character is like f- like doing all kinds of shit and good at stuff like and it's just kind of it's fine. I enjoyed it for what it was. I didn't really like hate it. yet. There's not, not enough to hate it yet. Uh, it was only two episodes yeah. and it was fine. You know, it was like a little bit. It felt like a little bit like um, contrived and that's fine. Like, it a felt little like, okay, bit. This is, There's a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. There was a lot. It of felt it. like, all right, you're making a buddy, you know, movie, and you're going to be buddies, and you're going to help each other, and you're going to say snarky things to each other. It's what I expected. I didn't really expect anything else. So I, I'm not mad at it. It's just like I wasn't blown away by yeah. it either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first episode essentially is a, a origin story for the Kate Bishop. Uh, it's very Kate centric. Anthony, what did you think? I and I'm, we're going to come back to this convenient writing because it's it's one the kind of the thing that bugged me the most <laughs> about watching these two episodes. Yeah, I I I enjoyed it. Um, similar to Rug Boy, I wasn't blown away by anything, but unless you were just living under a rock, none of the trailers ever suggested that this would blow you away. Right, you kind of the the trailers itself gave you everything that you would need to know yeah. and the show just delivered on what they said they were going to deliver on which is kind of this you know it's nothing really original it's the the old guy getting paired up with the young girl mm-hmm. and they have like so many differences and come from so many different worlds but they have to team up right like they have to be together and that's fine like it it, it kind of delivers on that it's snarky um not too serious um but street level, so it's kind of a little bit more relatable in that sense. It's not about uh, 
Wanda and, and creating a, a fake reality in the in in a TV sitcom or Loki time traveling or even uh, what if episodes like things like that. This is a, a lot more grounded. Um, so I enjoyed all of that. Uh, I like Kate Bishop. I think she's kind of quirky and funny and she doesn't like have all of her shit together. Yeah. She kind of screws things up. Yeah. Um, I like that the the fact that Clint Clint Barton, you kind of get to see that a little bit of a different side to him. He's a family man. You can see that he's kind of just a human. He's got the hearing aids. Things you know, things kind of affect him differently. Like I like the scene where he gets bandaged up and he's just going to the supermarket and he's just got to buy regular stuff. Yeah, like you know, so like it's it humanizes him a little bit more and makes him. Um, he's always been just kind of the boring Avenger, right? And this kind of at least gives him a little bit more depth. I would say it's probably a little too snarky at times and a little it doesn't take itself all that seriously like I I enjoy shows that take themselves a little bit more seriously than this but again it didn't advertise itself to be that so I can't be disappointed. Yeah, I mean it just reminds me of like rated G Home Alone. Oh my Marvel. god, you th- it's that kitty to you, huh? A little bit. Yeah. I mean the tracksuit mafia is very kitty. The, the my my only really big um gripe with the show is we're a third of the way through, and I have really no idea like what we're building towards. Like, there's no mm-hmm. imminent threat. Like, it's just like, okay, Hawkeye has to clean up her mess. Fine. The tracksuit mafias, whatever. Like, we don't really like what made Daredevil, which is what I'm trying to like somewhat comparing it to, although it's completely a little bit different. Is like you right away for like maybe in the third or fourth episode, you met Kingpin, and you were like on this collision course throughout the entire show right, and there's no right. collision course yet that you want to you you are building towards and that wouldn't be that'd be fine if this was like a 10 episode series but we're at six and we've seen two so you're third of the way you're you're after the next episode you're halfway done with the series yeah that's crazy it'll be over in four weeks i feel like it's also because we're just it's like two parts of this long movie it's again it goes back to like they're not writing it episodically where you know each episode kind of has a, some kind of uh, they are they kind of are i mean the first one ends with him being like oh what the fuck and then the second one starts right away where the first it's just they just cut the. it's like they just cut the movie there and then they just started it again i mean yeah but those are all like the second one ends with her falling through and you see this debut of a new character at the end and yeah. you're like oh what the hell there was a lot of things i did love and i, I was entertained there's a lot of things to like uh, for example, seeing the Battle of New York in that one shot from inside the thing, that was great. That was very compelling. I was like, fuck, I love seeing this from uh, the other direction. And there's a video where somebody's matched up like they timed it exactly to the first Avengers movie. And it's a natural jumping off point yeah. if you wanted to create origins yep, for other heroes. Yep. A lot of, I mean, a lot of origins must have come out from, just say? from this event. Oranges? Oranges. A lot of oranges <laughs> yeah, came out. Yeah, when your orange yeah. is where the orange comes how many, from. How many oranges were <laughs> oh. sacrificed in the Battle of New York? I love, But I love, no, Kate Bishop is great. It's funny. The lines are funny. The, I love the gritty grounded feel. I love the tracksuit mafia. The The musical is fucking hilarious. Uh, like this thing, this thing will give Hamilton a run for its money. It's so cheesy. And just the, the fact that they're using... Uh, I could do this all day as like the big chorus refrain. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I love that Hawkeye fucking hates it. I know. Actually, I was just going to comment that, that, Haw- like, I liked that I liked that it, they did the musical, 
but that it also was in a way showing how traumatized Hawkeye is yes. by the whole thing. Yeah. He's like, I can't sit here. For but this he, shit. he gets a moment to think about Natasha, you know, when he's watching it and it slows down. And you know exactly what he's thinking about. And they're making fun of it. Oh, what about, we didn't even, like, the graffiti. There's two weird bits of graffiti. Thanos was right on the urinal, which I thought was hilarious. But then he has a mug. He's drinking out of a mug that says Thanos was right. A man whose whole family was blipped and didn't know if they were going to come back. And now he's just like, ah, Thanos was right. Where is that? I don't remember hearing and seeing that mug. There's a mug in, I saw it still. It's either in the first or second episode. Uh, He has a mug that says Thanos was right. Mm. Yeah, which is just kind of weird. But. The thing that bugged me the most was a little bit the contrived, convenient writing. Like, really, she happens to be at the fucking place where there happens to be a secret auction, where there happens to be the Ronin suit and sword at just the same place that the tracksuit mafia is going to hit. And then later, they just happen to find her again. And then Clint happens to find them to save her just in time. I was fucking rolling my eyes so hard that I died. Yeah, it I was out for a second. It was it was very convenient. Also, I, I found that having all of these skills, being an archer, martial artist, yes, let's talk about all Spencer, the things she does. Yes, all of her talents, yeah. but her one of them is not running for some reason. Yes, she she has a a funny run. I think she can work on the run. It's a yeah. it's a it's a skill. All Tom Cruise's run guy. Yes, Tom Cruise He's the best has, in the business. He has a great run guy. He'll get you going. Yeah. So we learn all from <laughs> from from visual clues that she is. A medalist archer that she's a gold like a medalist martial artist she's a rock climber she's a master fencer she's a gymnast i kind of like how in the opening credits they show you her training and they just got to make her a computer hacker and she's got yeah, everything. now she's got everything i mean the knocking down the bell tower scene was kind of was kind of neat that you know she could hit that target so then we meet this guy let's talk about jack duquesne duquesne but it's pronounced Duquesne. Mm, Duquesne. Duquesne. The swordsman. The, in the swordsman comics. in the comics. His and his fa- his uncle Armand, uh, who gets killed in the first episode by a sword. Uh, in the comics, yeah, he is a guy called the swordsman. And let me guess, the man with the twirly mustache, he might be the bad guy in the show. I don't know. I'm just. I think. I'm just taking yeah, a guess. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I think. I think it's definitely. He's definitely up to no good. He would probably be one of the weaker parts. He definitely. The way that guy is acting, no human in the Tony world. Tony Dalton. If it's a swerve this. and it's really her mom, it's well, her mom. The yeah. mom it's is definitely, definitely shady. Be her mom. Yes, the mom yeah. is shady. She keeps. The mom also killed the dad. That's my. You know, she shit, Vera probably. Farmiga, man. She was an eco terrorist in Godzilla. That's right. Vera Farmiga. And now she's Eleanor. going on a she's going on a tear of being evil. She's too many times. She's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. What do you mean? No, well, you, don't, you, you don't. Me. You don't hire Vera Farmiga no. and just have right. her be the mom. Right. No. She's no. definitely shady. I also love the little touch where he like the people he gets dinners paid when he goes out because he's an Avenger. Like I was nice. You know, I like the little things where people sometimes recognize him. And he doesn't really know what to do. Well, some, some I, I liked all that. See, that's the stuff that I actually really enjoy. Like I like that some people the guy wants to take a selfie with him in the bathroom. Yeah, that's like, that would happen. Yes. But then there's also like he's on Times Square and people are like, let's go take a picture with the Avengers. Yeah. And he they like run, run past, past him. him. I love the Katniss Everdeen joke. I thought that was funny. She's like, oh, look, she's you. He goes, no, that's Katniss Everdeen from, from <laughs> Hunger Games. That's great. Um, I love Pizza Dog who has one eye done in CGI apparently. And that reminds me of our last foster Gus. Gus had one eye. I Did he like us. pizza though? Uh, you know what? He probably, probably would have ate yeah, it. He would have yeah. fucking ate it if I gave him pizza. Absolutely. He <laughs> ate everything. He would have eaten anything. Uh, Wait, they, that dog is complete CGI? No, the eye, the closed oh, eye is CGI. Oh, it, the dog has two eyes. 
but they, okay. they closed out. Like, that's yeah. what I was I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, how do they find a dog with one eye? How do yeah. they find a golden oh, retriever with one eye? Oh, here the Twitter tweets. Oh, boy. oh, there's so many dogs with one eye. They could have cast the real. They could have cast Gus. What was yeah. wrong with Gus? He had one eye. He would have eaten pizza. No problem. Fuck you, Marvel. God you ableist it. fucks. Another, another eye washing. Whatever. <laughs> uh, no, I love that they have. His name is Lucky the Pizza Dog. I don't know if they're going to give him that name, but they call him Pizza Dog. Well, uh, yeah. So they changed it a little. Clint, it's Clint's what, dog. What did you think book. of the tracksuit mafia, dude, bro, bro? The tracksuit mafia, dead on. They had some great lines, and uh, I not very menacing, but kind of funny. They're they're like bumbling idiots who are hilarious. Uh, if Ronan was an, as like as a mate, like there's there's a little bit of an inconsistency there, but I, I'll allow it. Like if Ronan was this amazing assassin, yeah, he would have fucked up the tracksuit mafia in like in a day, and they would never exist again. That's a good point. But like you know the the way he talks about them is like oh the tracksuit mafia like they were a thing bro why are you doing that it's like bro? these guys are complete idiots so, they, they literally roll up and they're like hey Kent Bishop, Kent Bishop and just like our middle of the street with no masks so just in, all in red tracksuits <laughs> yes. throwing Molotov cocktails Wait, that's all you got bro oh a couple of, <laughs> one of my fucking fa- funniest lines where the guy's like first he's like don't kid I know you kid and he's like oh he's like he's criticizing us bro it's hard to find a place we couldn't find a place and then he's like. Kate Bishop is guy, bro. He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, no, Kate Bishop is guy. And Clint's like, can I speak to your manager? This is fucking hilarious. And then He's like, I'm speaking to the night manager. I'm speaking right like now. the shift manager. Oh, and yeah. then when she falls through the ceiling, he goes, bro, I found her. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucking funny. I love them. They nailed that. I mean, it, it, it is like a, they're a terrible threat. Like, yeah. it, if you're supposed to be scared, you're not scared. But if, if you are supposed to remember them and not like have generic, gang goon thugs and yeah they're doing their job yeah and, that, and that's that's the beauty of it it's like it's just which one of these guys is joe pesci from home alone oh my god they all look like someone's gonna get hit with a trap uh paint bucket uh, uh, i mean they were using the home alone music at some point oh uh, yeah it's it has kind of that feel where it's a holiday fucking ice caper it's g it's g rated bumbling MCU. bad guys g rated mcu couple other details we learn about is hearing loss and it here like it's just from being an avenger just from which would make sense yeah wear and tear and in the comics like somebody i think actually stabs him in the ear fucks up his hearing oh, okay uh but here it's just yeah because he's one of he's the guy who has no powers he's got no protective armor or suit yeah his hearing is gonna get fucked well, up. Yeah, i mean that just that quick flash showed every i mean he's been in like explosions. explosions so when he was underground in endgame absolutely you yeah. know that's causing fucking ringing in the ears it would be great if they just had like a shot of like hawkeye on the like in the avengers uh the institute or whatever the fucking whether they fucking hang out and like the hulk burps in his ear and that's how it <laughs> shatters the ear oh, <laughs> it was too powerful burp that's funny that's what happened so then we find out kate is 22 in 2025 Me oh. meaning she was not blipped in the the incident, right? That would ha- that would have yeah, to track. That would yeah, it would have to track where she was not blipped. Yeah, okay. I was thinking about that for a little bit. Yeah, how does this one make sense? Yeah, no, no. She was, and then we also find out Tony. He mentions Tony sold the Avengers Tower a few years ago. Lots of speculation as to who bought it. It could be anybody. It could be Oscorp. It could be the Baxter Building. It could be Kingpin. Uh, and that's the other thing. I'm how uh, sure are we Kingpin's going to show up in this because you got street level grounded gangster mafia shit who is 
controlling this. We do see at the end of the second episode, a quick brief image of Echo, uh, Maya Lopez, in a red light that looked like fucking it was from the Netflix Daredevil show. And she's Kingpin's stepdaughter in the comics. Yes, and she's actually in charge. She's their boss uh, as Clint gets himself caught and then Kate fucks it up and falls through the skylight, which is kind of funny also. I love her line when she's like, oh, I didn't know we were supposed to bring guns. Uh, I mean, she had some good lines. Anyway, I, mean, I think she doesn't act like a real person. No, but, but it is what it is. I right? just, it's I love the show. Yeah, I mean, it's her. This is her hero, you know, and she wants to learn. So I think it's going to get maybe a little bit more serious. It's a good start. It's fine for what it is. Yeah, it's, it's a good it is start. What it is. It's fine. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. I, the serious aspect. I mean, it might get serious, but I don't think that's like. I don't think that it's that's not what the show is really trying to. Well, be. I mean, they have a whole scene where he goes to a fucking LARPing thing in the for, in right. the park, and he has to he has to die, pretend to die, to get. Well, his the, the suit funny back. thing about that LARPing thing, the thing that makes no sense, I didn't mind the LARPing scene, it's but all right, it was funny. It's you, you've you've they the there's the one of the previous scenes before. It was all over the news. Oh, Ronin costume, all over the yeah, news. Yeah, you think costume. everybody would know and what that is? And then this asshole's is. walking around in a LARPing thing with the Ronin costume, and there's like no news coverage of it whatsoever. No one's like, "Holy shit, you have the Ronin costume!" Like, are you the Ronin? Yeah, the Ronin's here. Like, the tracksuit mafia would have shown up. It was, and it was all over the news. Like, this is a big thing. Right. Ronin's yeah. back. But then he's walking around in the middle of the daytime with his costume. And like, <laughs> Nobody noticed. Oh, this. no, you're part of the LARPing thing. Well, they probably thought it was a, a replica, a cosplay replica. I don't know. It's a good point. That's a good point. But, yeah, I mean, I guess it wasn't around a crime scene, but still. But so he has the suit again, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He stashed it in the locker. He stashes it in the locker. And then, he, the locker. and he gets himself. He, caught. he stashes it. And he's like, "I'm going to need a couple more days. I'm going to do a simple catch and release." Catch and release. And I like how uh, his wife, Linda Cardellini, she goes, "Oh, one of Nat's old moves," uh, which was nice little oh. nice touch. Well, the the only thing they are building towards, so I'll take it a little back. They're they're doing the time thing where it's like five days Christmas. Four. Yeah, oh yeah, it's six. So they're six building days to towards Christmas like, is he gonna miss Christmas? Oh right, there's a ticking clock. He's got to make it home for Christmas. There's your ticking clock. Right. Which yeah, okay. But that's not as I mean that's intriguing, but it's not as intriguing as like a big yeah, villain. Low stakes there. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my question. Uh, I was confused. They nobody knows that Clint was Ronan then. Like the tracks of no, mafia no guys. Knows. The tracksuit mafia guys clearly fought Ronan, right. and they fought Clint, but they haven't put two and two together. Well, Ronan was killing people, right? They right. Didn't, he they didn't don't, use they don't that bow and arrow. Yeah, they yeah. don't know that. There's no one knows that Clint. Bar- that's I kind of like that premise that that's why he's like so obsessed with getting the suit bag. He and doesn't want to get found out. Well, he doesn't want to get his family found out. Oh, right. Then there would be even more danger. If he was the Ronan, his family's now in danger. Also, do we think uh, uh, Jack Duquesne killed Armand Duquesne with the Ronan knife that he snagged? It's too on the, the nose. Thing? Right. That's too obvious. He took the sword and Armand had a fucking sword stabbed through him. And I was like, but there's swords everywhere in that. There house. are swords it's, everywhere. It's he is a Formiga. He is the swordsman. Oh, I could she see her the doing big it. Bad. She well, he was threatening her. She probably killed her own husband. Or no, well, to Jack's still alive. No, uh, her her husband in the early. I, I think that's actually. Oh, her a good husband. Theory. Yes, 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 yes. Because they have that argument, right? About, that's and she's right. all like pissed that uh, he didn't want to sell, sell the place. Yeah, right. Yeah, and she probably killed him for the inheritance. Oh, oh, fuck! Which is why she's rich now. Right. She, I'm rich, I did that's like why that. she's marrying this other guy. She marries into money. 
yet. Mm. And she probably knows that the swordsman gets an inheritance from the uncle, so she kills the uncle. To get more money, to do whatever she wants to do. She may go up against Wilson Fisk, maybe, or she's part of it. I do think D'Onofrio's going to be in the show at some point. The only thing is, I I wouldn't mind seeing D'Onofrio, but the tone of that is so way different than the tone of this. That's a good point. He is menacing as fuck. I mean, he cut someone's head off with a car door. It would totally change it into a and, different and, thing. And we've got these tracksuit mafia guys yelling at each other and saying that you look like a shish kebab on fire. Bro. <laughs> Listen, bro. bro. Bro, yeah, no, it's no good. This is too much here, bro. <laughs> I love them. I love them. They're so good. You like them a lot because you read the comic. Yes, and I loved them in the comic. So they, they did it. They fucking, they did it well. They pulled it off. And that's what I thought they would have sounded like, too, which is always the best when that happens. <laughs> Uh yeah, so you know we're it's it, the action is decent and uh, we'll see what happens. Four more episodes. Yeah, huh? I feel like if you are into the the MCU, definitely give us a little world. I wonder Check a lot of because a lot of people even at work are asking me they're like I'm kind of marveled out. Is it worth it? Do I need to watch it? And I was like, well, it's kind of fun. And they're setting up. They're clearly setting up Young Avengers. And they're setting up the next fucking bow and arrow superhero. So. And Florence Pugh, again, she will be in this at some point. That's going to be interesting. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Haley Steinfeld's got potential. You know, as I said, she gets the running uh, coach. She just needs a running coach. Should be good. They're yeah, definitely going to do a Young Avengers. That may be like the next Avengers movie. Oh, yeah. There are 100%. It'll be Young Avengers. They've, got, they got they've them set all. up everything. They got, yeah, they got them all already. Uh, but I'm down and it's quick. It's four, you know, four more episodes are going to be done. That's kind of crazy, uh, that it's going to be done so fast, but you can listen to the full save the city song. They've released it on YouTube. If you, which one the, the, from the musical. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. The whole number is out. I like uh, that Ant-Man's in there. And he's like, Ant- yes, man wasn't there. He's like that guy. He's like, this is inaccurate. First of all, he wasn't there. <laughs> And it's so fucking silly and goofy. Hamilton, look out. This is the biggest hit on Broadway. Like the ads for Rogers the Musical are How everywhere. long till this actually happens? They'll, they'll probably... Remember we talked about they tried to make a Captain America Broadway musical many years ago. And after... Sp- no, but like an MCU musical. That, you know what? That's going to happen. Just eventually, once this all plays out, it'll take years. Once it's like an old brand, they'll be like, oh, we're going to do a musical. But it also is in, in universe. It's an interesting way to see where their their world is. Two years later, they're at a place where they they kind of are nostalgic about this, and it's so much that they're you know yeah, enjoying. It's been over music. ten years, yeah, since that happened. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So people have looking at in can yeah, have is it them saying people have moved on and now it's just like the topic is this like well, I think thing. it's it's just them being so like very like aware of. Of the fact that, like, if heroes were around for this long, right, it would be it would permeate the culture similar to how it's permeating our real life culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very meta. It's cool. All right, it's well, very meta, and it's like you know, when again with the scene with Hawkeye, no one recognizes him. It's like you know, he's no one's favorite Avenger. Yes, it's, it's just this girl is his for Kate Bishop. Yes, yeah. she's like you're my favorite Avenger, and he's, he's like, like, get out of here. You storming in your safe house? <laughs> we're going to your safe house. We're going to the Avengers Tower. Yeah, I love how she's disappointed when they're just at the pharmacy buying fucking, you know, sparring. Yeah. It's great. Okay, four more episodes. We will be checking in every week. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. (laughs) 
It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Short but funny. <laughs> and early. And early. Farts well, are always really was flushing still. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes the butthole does what it does. It's not waiting for the flush. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Got some comments from our listeners from the Facebook group about the Hawkeye. Benjamin Wesley Cranford down in Australia said really liked it, has a great feel, and the opening credits even felt like Netflix Daredevil slash Jessica Jones. I like that they just had the opening credits on the first episode, and then, like, th- there's kind of no credits. The show just goes, even in the second mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Cranford... This is Wes's son, uh, who hung out with us on the Discord from Australia. What's up, Ethan? Ethan's the best. He said, big fan of the Man Fraction run on this. Uh, this was the show I was most looking forward to. The episodes were fun, and so far my optimism was maintained. I like the score, especially the arrangement of Carol of the Bells, and I enjoyed the idea of campy Avengers musical. Avengers Unite as a line in the musical was a nice touch that made me chuckle. Uh, and then in a separate comment, he asked about this and answered our question from last week. We asked how old he was. He wanted to know if anyone's watching Young Justice season four. He's I've loved the show up until this point, but can't say I'm sold on this season yet. And he says also to answer Imran's question from the show, I'm 19. I was close. I said he was in his early 20s. He's 19. Good kid. I haven't seen season three of Young Justice. So no, I'm kind of, I got. I couldn't get through season three and I don't even know if yeah, I'm into was- this. I mean, I thought you would be all into it because they have a girl in a hijab there. In oh, they got a three. hijabi girl in the Young Avengers. Yeah, now? Oh, in Young Justice. Oh, watch his opinion turn. Is it voiced like by Kumail Nanjiani, the girl? Yes. Oh it is. shit! Then I'm in. <laughs> oh shit! No, I just I don't know. The first two seasons were great, and then the third season it was just like it didn't have that same kind of. It's just those side characters Imagine. and like the narrative was just so like uninteresting, and I wanted them to get back into like. Like that first where they had like the the person that was really a fucking mole and they had, you know, who was doing what. And that was all cool. And uh, this one didn't have that same amount of intrigue. So I did not watch season four either. So I don't know. I haven't gotten the uh, inclination to watch it. All right. Uh, and then Blake Braden has got a couple of comments. He's the one who posted the article. Marvel fans are boycotting Hawkeye in support of artist David Asia with a comment, the latest news on the ongoing struggle of artists and their push towards getting proper recognition. Uh, first of all, boy. Yeah, of course. Boycotts work, though, ever. I don't think if you boycott this show, uh, I mean, you'd have to. You could pirate the show. That There's just get, there's not enough people that even know who David Asia is. That is know. also a good point. And, and there's not enough people that have read the comic that can affect boycotting the show. Like, I don't know if he, that he gets a thanks. He should get compensation, but these contracts were made. I mean, if it takes off on Twitter, yeah, enough, that's possible. Yeah. it becomes yeah. a thing. And that's what seems to be happening. That's what you need it to do is catch fire there. Well, again, we don't know these contracts. Remember, they work for higher contracts. And in 2012, like, uh, there's no way you would have predicted this was going to be a TV show, you know, 10, 12 years from now. Yeah, so. yeah. Disney might not. Be, I mean, t- they should probably you, you in if you're like if you were just running a business with your heart, you probably yes. should pay yes. David Asia. Yes. But maybe that's, you know, it's clearly not in the contract. And maybe they're technically maybe not doing anything wrong. Like, I think that. The more that there's uproars when people don't get their just desserts for like creating stuff, like we heard about this multiple times with different creators that are not even invited to the premieres and shit like that. No credit given to them, no money, no monetary, anything. So, um, people are getting disgusted with this shit, and I think that 
something has to change. And I don't know. I'm I'm all for people boycotting. Um, I'm not going to do it, but <laughs> I'm not going to do it. But I do agree. But, uh, corporate- I'm all for. I do think that they are taking advantage of artists all the time, even if they get paid shitloads of money on something. If this thing's going to make money for imp- like forever, you know, I was going to say in perpetuity. But like, that would be correct. That's forever. Like, yeah. So um, they're losing out on a shitload of money. So it's they're, I mean, they're clearly, as Rimrod said earlier, although not succinctly, they're clearly aping David Asia's style with the credits, with the yep. title score, like every the the visuals of those opening credits. That's all David Asia. Mm-hmm. He did all that. I mean, there's posters with like a big arrow pointing. Down. It's the first right, of all the, same the, thing. the logo is the same logo from the comic series, and the posters are the same. Now, like you said, Anthony, yes, companies in good faith should be good and cut the guy a check. But we know that never happens. Yeah, so. no, you never. No one in big business gets paid just it, out of good faith. I didn't make that. money by writing checks. <laughs> right, that's what their argument would be. But again, all we can do buy his series. There's an omnibus you can buy it in trades. Maybe that helps. It's a great series. Read that. Watch this. The series is obviously it's going to be better than this. It's a different flavor as we have discussed. And then Blake also sliding into what are we watching. Uh, posted something that's available to watch, adding to the shitloads of things that are out that I can't keep up with. This one, Mark Millar's Super Crooks animated movie, or it's a series, it's episodes, is on Netflix, uh, which is something I want to watch, but fuck. It's it's on my list. I just haven't gotten to it yet. It's on, now it's on my list. Uh, what are we watching? I did manage to watch a bunch of things, and I think... So much shit came out in the past week. I think I overlapped with, with rugs a little bit. So before we get to our stuff, Anthony, did you watch anything fun? No. Okay. Rugs. <laughs> Anthony was getting drunk and doing the right thing. Yes, he's yeah. living life. The- Black or uh, oh, yeah. week of Thanksgiving is yes. is always a rough week for me, and this year was no different. How was that Wednesday? Was it fun? Yeah, it was tough. That there's yeah. a Thursday. I mean, I wasn't as hungover as I usually okay. am on Thanksgiving, okay. which okay. was a, a slight improvement, but okay. I still wasn't very happy with myself. Yeah, I was still <laughs> like, what the fuck that I I want to die. <laughs> right. Yeah, that Wednesday is a banger. That's a big day in Chicago. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's crazy out here. Yeah, that's when I stay inside. I, can, yeah. I could have gone somewhere and I just didn't. All right, rugs. Well, you're an it adult. Off. Mm. <laughs> name name one thing you watched and that, and we'll discuss. Well, I watched all of Cowboy Bebop. Okay, I also finished the live action oh, Bebop, Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yes, with the yeah. turtles. I also watched all of Cowboy Bebop. I'm still only nine episodes in on the anime. What did you think overall at the end? Uh, Geek boner. Geek boner. Floppy jock. Hmm, that's a tough one. I feel like in comparison to the anime, it is a lesser, much lesser of a good uh, thing. It's not a good representation of the anime in certain ways, but it is in a lot of ways very faithful. So it's kind of like they did some things that were annoying, but I think overall, if you don't know the anime, you're probably going to like it. Uh, Yeah, I would agree. And I, you know, it was all right. I enjoyed it. I love the the production of it. I love uh, the way everything looked. The back half though got gets a little crazy and and messy and uh, hard to follow at times. There's a, I a lot of find it hard to follow. There's a lot of I flashbacks. Just like, they just kept going back to set things up again. Yeah, I felt like that they were trying to make something happen that shouldn't happen, like. 
if you watch the anime to the end, Imran, which you didn't yet, no. so I want to so, ruin but it. But I have a feeling they don't reveal the relationship between Vicious and Spike until the end of the anime, right? I felt like that's what they were doing. No, that's not true. Okay. I think they do it better. But, like, the thing is, these characters do different things, and they act differently than they do in the anime. Oh, yeah. And Faye um, Valentine's a little bit different. Yes. Yeah. So, like, a lot of this stuff, like, for example, there's a character that's not in this, that's in it, if you watch the anime, it, since the beginning. Is it the one they mentioned? They just mentioned? Yes. Yeah. Yes. He does show up at the very end. Yes, and then that's. I love Jet. I love the guy that played Jet. I thought he did a great job. I love that character. Look, this is the thing: the show is good, um, but it's fine. It's just not great. And um, John Cho does a great job. Yeah, he's good too. He's very good. Um, the guy, everybody, even the girl who plays Faye is fine. Yeah. They're all yeah. good. Yeah. They have good chemistry. Um, I. It, I you know I like the whole bounty hunter thing that they're doing. I wish and there was it, more it, bounty hunting. Yeah, um, but I think that the fight sequences are that was the greatest thing about Cowboy Bebop is that it would do this like kind of thing, but then the action sequences would just be on another level, yeah. and it would just be like fucking mind blowing that they did this. These these fights are just always so brutal and crazy, and I think that maybe one or two out of the all of the episodes are. Are even anywhere near as good as the anime? I, I don't know. They don't. They just didn't. You can't make a a show about an action anime have without that lackluster same, action. Yeah, I mean they had some great production design, and I like the ship. Well, I love and that I like, they got her ship too because she didn't have yeah. it initially. I was like, oh shit, there's her ship. She got it. Yeah, everybody gets everything, yeah. and a little bit more. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Faye's story is more tragic in the anime. Okay. You find out that these three people, like they become a family. These four people become like this family and they depend on each other and stuff like that. And you don't really get that here. It just kind of, they suggested the, it, it it's just, it's just not done as well. Yeah. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Well, I agree. It's okay. It was, it's, it's, lacking. it's good, but it's good. If you, if, if you don't know that, I'll anime. watch another season of it, but there, the thing is, is that they already did the main story. So, like, what are they going to do okay. now? They changed the characters yeah. and everything. Yeah. So, so you, if you watch, if you ever get to the end of Cowboy Bebop, you'll see. What I'm going to finish about. the anime because uh, I want to see what the actual source material is, and I want to see if there's better. so much more going sure, on. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay, let's talk about uh, sticking with Netflix. Arcane. I managed to watch seven of the nine episodes. Arcane. Arcane. Wow. Is, I really this love is fucking this. great, dude. It's so good. The, I, I very rarely watch something and I'm blown away by it. First off, hearing you say you're really you really love this is amazing because you don't love anything. I don't even well, know if you love yourself. Let me <laughs> let me preface this by I have nothing it. to com- I have nothing to compare it to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's number one. Yeah. Like I don't know. League of Legends. I don't play the game. Right, me neither. It's not my kind of game. It's like you run around and you. It's like an RPG, but you play with a team. And it's just like sounds like, and it's like a over the. It's like an over the the map view where you're like you're like you see the top of your head. You know, it's not like my kind right, of it's game. The top down view, right? Yeah, it's not like immersive enough where I, I get to enjoy the sure. characters. So, um, it's not my kind of game. 
So I don't know anything about League of Legends other than it was a ripoff of, of Dota, Dota 2. So anyway, I was watching this and I was like, oh, first of all, the animation style is like, I thought that um, Into the Spider-Verse was pretty decent, but it was choppy yeah. and it had all these blur effects and stuff like that. Yeah. This does not have any of those blurs, none of that stuff, and it just kind of does this painterly. Oh, it's gorgeous! It, it reminded me of Into the Spider Verse. It does a little bit of the like the, when it gets crazy. It does a little bit of Into the Spider Verse kind of stuff. A little bit, but this is done way better. Oh, it's beautiful, and um, this it's very stylized, and um, I just think it's really, really great. The only thing I don't like is the way that they do the smoke that's animated, like. 2D, it kind of tipples. Oh, they should have done particle effects for oh, it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. They do that a lot, yeah. and I'm like, eh, that kind of like cheapens a little bit. But for the most part, that's the only knock I have against the animation. But the animation is just, to me, like top notch. Like it's the best animation, facial expressions. Dude, you get lit uh, and watch this. It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Oh my God. I just want to go into this. I want to go there. I mean, some of the characters look too much alike. But I think that there is enough disparity. Like everybody's skinny in the show. Haley like, Steinfeld everywhere. Also voicing one of the main characters in Arcane. Right. Uh, the first of all, the voice acting is phenomenal. The character development amazing. The twists yes. and shocking things that happen are great. The overall thing with using science to harness magic uh, and the repercussions of that is very cool. Uh, you know, it reminds me of Star Wars of Game of Thrones. How do you describe it to someone who's never seen it? How do you, what would you, because uh, uh, I, you know, I turned into something I didn't know what it was going to be after only watching one episode. I would say that fantasy, it's, it's a story of a kind of like a steampunk fantasy world yeah. where there's like a city that is, uh, you know, it's kind of has two parts. It has the underside and like the top the side and the top yes, and the rich people so, above. So all the rich people live on the top yeah. and they're kind of, uh, trying to harness and, and do progressive technology while the, uh, the underside languishes and is, and, and basically it's an allegory for like crack or something. There's like a drug problem yes, that's, yes, yes, that's sweeping the whole entire thing and they're letting like this whole area just fucking get overrun so there's, with crime. There's class issues. Yeah, uh, there's magic versus science versus, you know, the elders. There's uh, it's and then unexpected character arcs and where they end up. There's a dude that's like Emperor Palpatine, who's fucking great. Uh, it's just so good. I can't wait to watch the last two episodes. It reminds me of like an anime and how it like the story is all constructed. Yeah, but it has an American sensibility, though, which which makes it more theatrical. And so it kind of blends really well. I'm like very impressed by this. I did not expect to like this. So I, I don't know if it's actually good. <laughs> I just was expecting nothing. Yeah. And I was like, and it just started to hit on every single cylinder. The story, the intrigue is top notch. Like the story will suck. Yeah. You so if this doesn't, to me, I think this is probably the most exciting thing that I've seen. Wow. Um, wow. Like in the, in the past few months. Wow. All right. Yeah. All right. What else did you watch, Rugs? Give me another one. I watched the new um, Masters of the Universe. Okay. Part two is out. I've only watched the, the first episode. And at the end of that, he uh, savages out. No surprise. I watched the whole thing. How was it? And Better? Did it help? I think it does help. Yes. Okay. I think it, I don't know if it redeems it 100%, but it does help to a degree. Does he stick the landing on this or is there going to be more? Well, I think that if you look at it as a 
collective whole, like instead of two pieces, it works much better. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, I got to get through that. Uh, uh, on Disney plus they have Peter Jackson's three part docuseries about the Beatles, the get back sessions. I've watched the, they're really long. The ones, the first episode's like two and a half hours. The second episode's three hours. It's like over six hours of shit. I've watched the first episode. Rugs, did you, you watch the, uh, how many just did you watch? I watched the first two and I can't wait to watch the third. So this thing is amazing. This is hours of unseen footage. I mean, it is a lot. It's a lot. Part of it, you might get bored, but if you are a huge Beatles fan, it's literally like you are hanging out with them yeah. as they have to, in two weeks, come up, rehearse, and write 14 songs for this live show. It's they're insane. Do. What they've what they've done to themselves yeah. is insane because Ringo Starr, the drummer, he's got to leave to go fucking shoot a movie. Yeah, he's shooting a movie in the meantime. Right? Yes. And- they have they wanted to put something out and they have this block of time yeah and they're not getting along and they're bickering they're, constantly they're, they're trying to do like five things at once right they're trying to make a movie a documentary, a documentary an album they're trying to film this they're trying to put, and then they're going to have to and they have to get them to, and it's like That's crazy. what band what per, what what band would want to do this it's crazy and so you see kind of all these sycophants that are in there. You see fucking John and Yoko. And Yoko and is right next to him every shot. And John's she does. strung out on heroin yeah. and fucking uh, and people. You know, Ringo's probably fucking strung Dude, out George too. George doesn't want to be He's there. He's up. <laughs> yeah. And then you got Paul who's trying to take charge and get something done because their manager is dead. Yeah. And they didn't get a new manager. They decide to manage yeah. themselves. And I think that was a lot of what happened. And like, so there's all of this like kind of like. There's just all this tension and you feel it. How the you fuck feel are it. these people? Yeah. How are they going to get their shit together? And so we know, here's the thing. If you are any Beatles fan, we know they end up on the top of a building in London doing this concert right now. They're going day by day. And then there's in the studio and every episode, every so often they're like, the acoustics aren't really good in here. Where are we going to do this? Are we really doing this here? This one guy keeps pushing them to go to fucking Libya in an amphitheater. And they're all like, we're not going anywhere. The fuck is wrong with you? So um, I'm fascinated to find out how they end up at the top of this building. Uh, and yeah. Not where they are. They keep going, like changing their minds. Yeah, yeah. Like, we can't do this. We this. It's just crazy. And I can't even believe that they even make it to the roof. Right? Because at this point in time, in the second um the second part of the documentary like they have maybe a week left and they have like maybe like four songs that they kind of know yes how you make a concert with and, four and songs i know what's great is they're workshopping these songs and i know these songs intimately the recorded versions i've listened to many times it's fascinating to hear them develop and how things were dropped now, and where the, they the come the question that i have when i was watching this is that it seems like they're Doing a lot of stuff from Abbey Road in here. Am I right or am I wrong? Some of them are old songs, but a lot of them are new songs. I don't know. It may have crossed over because they were the records were recorded in a different uh, order. They were released. Some of them at the end. I forget. So they probably recorded a shitload of stuff here and then went back and probably touched shit up after this session to make Abbey Road and the other album and probably stitched them together here's the craziest thing it's on disney plus uh, and there's two things i've never seen or heard that they do on disney plus 
they let them swear. First of all, there's full F words on Disney Plus, and I've never heard the Beatles just say fuck and shit and be real people. That fucking blew me away. They swear, smoking huh? weed. Yes, they let them fucking smoke weed, say fuck. It's this is a big release on Disney Plus. So getting drunk, th- yeah. you know, as far as their platform, that's good, yeah, that's great. I never thought, you know, they're, they're talking about R rated shit on this platform. They put it. Uh, it's in a documentary. They allowed it to go out now. Anthony, as a millennial, where do the Beatles do? Do they even interest you, or do they? Or did they have any impact on you? I have friends that really, you know, enjoy the Beatles. I know about their impact, but I, I have no care in the world to listen to any of their music. All I know, the only song that I can even think of off the top of my head is the Yellow Submarine. Oh my God, that's the worst <laughs> song! Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> they just wrote that just to give Ringo something to sing, right? Here's the thing also. When you, you never trust Yoko Ono or whatever her oh, name no, is. Oh, no. She does some wailing in this. It's really annoying. She just she just wanted to shut her up. But, yeah, I mean, I have, I have really no relationship Listen, with the, the Beatles. Listen, the Beatles to this day, this is an amazing band that has made fucking timeless classics. It's songs that were always supposed to exist. The staying power, the fact that these songs are still great, and it's crazy that only Paul and Ringo are alive, that they're still alive. It almost seems like a mythology. I love the Beatles, and I still think most of the shit is amazing and will stand the test of time forever. The great thing about it is the reason it's impactful to me is like all of my music teachers growing up were like huge fans. Mm. Like this was the shit when they were growing up. This was they're obsessed with it. So they would tell all of these stories about they lived through the time and all the stories that were in the paper and all that stuff and all the rumors about the death of Paul McCartney and this and that. All of these fucking crazy play the record backwards. It does this. blah blah blah. So there was like a lot of fucking legendary shit like uh, around. It was like almost like that they were like not even real people. They took over the world like in a few years, just global. But. I never actually liked their music. All right. Until recently, I became really into them. Like I'm talking about like the, maybe the past 10 years okay. um, where uh, it just became very evident to me that, oh shit, like they really can, there's not one genre where they haven't like brushed upon. Yeah, there's magic or there's magic in those. There's so much shit that just seems that like even progressions in music and just, ideas for things and and all just all the different like ways of a, a timing and and the i was watching the this melodies, thing they have this chord thing progressions, yeah they have this thing on paul mccartney uh with um the guy what's his Rick name ruben right Rib- yeah where they like isolate his bass lines yeah, yeah and they're fucking insane but a lot of the music is also very straightforward and simple here's the thing yeah. right? the beauty of the Beatles is I've been a fan since I was a kid we had the Beatles Past Masters volume 1 and 2 on cassette tape and me and my sister wore that out uh, we listened to it over and over again and then when I started playing guitar I learned a lot of the Beatles songs and got to appreciate them on a deeper level a lot of the music is very straightforward uh, but it was towards the end of their career after Brian Epstein died when they stopped touring they started fucking around with tape loops and backwards things and a lot of studio things. And in this documentary, what they have to do is go back. They can't do any overdubs. They are planning to record this live, play it live, and that's the record. No overdubbing, no putting tracks on top of tracks that they were used to. So that I find is fascinating. But they did. A little they bit, did. but it definitely, yeah. the Get Back album has more of a stripped down raw rock and roll uh, feel four person rock right. and roll band than the previous stuff that was 
very experimental, but I love all of it, dude. The fuck, it's I've I've always loved the Beatles, always will. Let, let me give you my equivalent of something where I wasn't alive when they were, or like was barely coherent when they were when they were popular, but I still really enjoyed them growing up as a kid. Would be my equivalent would be Michael Jackson. Okay, which is weird yeah. to say now. No, no, but, he's fucking t- again another guy, still a legend, still yeah. a legend. We'll never see anybody else like him, and great music catalog. Yeah, yeah, that that would be my equivalent of like old, like too little. I, I wasn't actually a, alive in the prime or of. of That's a good analogy because that would have been as big as the Beatles were. But it was, yeah, yeah, but it was played for me, and I, yeah. I gravitated towards it even as a kid. Well, it's another guy you could hold up his picture, Michael Jackson's picture, anywhere on this planet, and the person would be like, "That's Michael Jackson." Well, it depends on what picture. Well, it does depend on what picture. <laughs> what year, Michael? Yeah, You'd have to have a bunch of getting, them. This is all the same words. It might be a little difficult. Yeah, it's a good point. It was weird because, like, when growing up and um, kind of being exposed to the Beatles and not really being fond of them, but then later on in life, kind of realizing that they're they've been a part of my life. Yeah. Like you hear it all the time. You just don't know yep. it's them all the yep. time. Like there, you, there's like. They were just using Beatles for the Justice League, yeah. the Come Together, yeah, right? Come together they just had song. that. Yeah. They just had that at, in the trailer, and that's the Beatles. I mean, for so the, like, you know what I mean? One band of written Let It Be and Hey Jude is that's kind of crazy. Like those are two amazing fucking songs that will be around forever. Anyways, check that out. I think it's great if if you're a Beatles fan or want to get into the Beatles more. You will enjoy being a fly on the wall on these sessions. They're going day by yeah. day. Okay, last, it's crazy. last thing I want to recommend. I know Ruggs watched this too. A charming kind of throwback Christmas movie on HBO Max. My sister actually was like, you should watch this. It's called 8-Bit Christmas. And Ruggs, you nailed it earlier when we were talking about this. Essentially, it stars Neil Patrick Harris. And he's telling the story to his daughter. Neil Patrick Harris is about my age. He's telling his daughter the story of getting his first Nintendo Entertainment System. So the whole movie is a flashback, takes place in the 80s. And essentially, Rugs, what you said is true. It is Christmas story done, you know, now looking back at the 80s as opposed to looking back. Yeah, it's the Christmas in story. The it's the same thing. It's like uh, Red Rider BB gun, you got Nintendo. Uh, it's so charming and it's such a great throwback kind of 80s kids adventure movie. It has all like the character tropes, all the same beats. But I, I really kind of, I, I enjoyed it. Steve Zahn plays his dad in the, in the flashbacks, and he's great as the father. Uh, yeah. But I thought they captured the spirit of like an '80s movie with this. I like that the mom called it Nintendo. Yes, because they could never figure the name <laughs> out. You're gonna get what about this Nintendo? What's about Nintendo? There's a great bit where like this one kid on the block has it, and he's this rich asshole, and he only picks to be kids show up at his door, and he picks ten people to come in and they don't even get to play it. They get to watch him play the fucking thing. Cause he's an <laughs> asshole. It's so funny. And it like shit like that happened though. There was the one kid oh, on the block yeah. who always had the latest fucking video game system. I knew a kid who had the Nintendo and nobody liked this fucking kid, but everybody was over his house to play Nintendo. Yeah. And I'm not going to say his name. And then the great part where the, when the power <laughs> glove comes out and they realize that it's actually a piece of shit and it's dumb. They're so disappointed. Oh, the power glove so was good. a complete release. It's so good. Release. 8-Bit Christmas is great. Great fucking. It was all right. I loved it. Was it. I, loved it. it was Anyways. I didn't love it. I thought it was all right. If you're looking for a fun Christmas movie, check it out. All right. That's it. Enough bullshit rugs. Where can the people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. 
Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Check the show notes, jockandnerd.com slash 410 for links to everything we talked about, how to get in touch, how to stay subscribed, how to join our Patreon fan club. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. Share the show, listener. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's really good. I really don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about Tony, all right? Tony ruins lives. <laughs> I stick it up my asshole. Jock and Nerd.